we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with the Larry Queery Eye. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry. It's a pleasure being with you for yet another episode. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an episode that happens on the uh, seventh uh, anniversary of the death of Chiwani Fimarari. I'm in the second segment, I'm going to talk about her a little bit and share a story from one of my friends uh, when it came to, when he dealt with her. And then now uh, I'm going to talk about romantic loneliness in the last uh, section. How your search for a partner could be actually make you feel a lot lonelier and what you can do about it. So in the first segment, the big story, of course, this week was the curfew that's imposed in Zimbabwe between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. Uh, yeah, well, sounds like somebody will say, okay, look, it makes sense. Other countries have got curfew. South Africa's got a curfew uh, from 9 p.m. till 4 a.m. And Kenya's got a similar type of curfew around the same time. Now, you see, those times are workable with Anushandikanawa. 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. Okay, that means people have got five hours to go to get to work and five hours to get home, or whatever the case may be. In Zimbabwe, we've got two hours to get to work and three hours to get home. Now, number two, they've got functional, uh, what do you call it, uh, transport systems. Zimbabwe, we've got a one that is coughing and spluttering blood. Uh, it's a ridiculous uh, tra- public transport system. It's, it's, it's a joke, to be honest. It's a joke. And you've got two hours to get to work and three hours to get home. Now, let's assume there's 200,000 people that need to get to work. Okay, At the best of times, Zupka has been unable to get people to work between, uh, by, you know, people getting into queues at 4 a.m. or whatever it is. They've been failing to get to work at times by 10 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes they can't even, they, they aren't able to get to work at all. And these are the best of times. This is when things are hunky-dory. And I'm not talking about the perfect time, but I'm talking about pre-COVID-19 times. Okay, they were already struggling. And if that is the case, right, uh, and never mind the COVID times when they were there, the exclu- they've got the exclusive rights over road trips and stuff, so forth and things of that, right? If you look at that two-hour period, right, and we're talking about a workforce of 300,000 people, right, and with in our area, we'll probably let's, let's look at it at maybe um, hundred fifty thousand people. Let's call it two hundred thousand, just for just for good measure. They're going to need to make two thousand five hundred trips in that two hour period, right? How? Who is thinking about thinking about these things? I mean, like on on what on earth is how on earth is this making sense? And what's it? What what? Does, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, I ha- I have words, <laughs> but I try not to swear. <laughs> oh gosh, the ridiculousness! Is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just weird. Zimbabwe is weird. Okay, on so many levels. It's like the other day, someone was saying that they sell things, at U.S. dollars, because now getting the Zimbabwe dollar is hard. 
and they need to pay for a significant amount of things in their business in Zimbabwe dollars. So they've decided to increase the U.S. dollar pricing so that they can keep getting the same amount of Zimbabwe dollars because Zimbabwe dollars is not as easy to get now because there is the whole you know ban on agent lines which are fueling a lot of movement of loads of money in Zimbabwe dollars through money changes and stuff like that. So now you're kind of sitting there like, so you re- you're realizing that the, 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 the Zimbabwe dollar had been undervalued and because Zimbabwe dollar is now undervalued, what does it mean? It means you really should be bringing down the price in Zimbabwe dollars, but you don't want to bring down the price in Zimbabwe dollars. You'd rather push up the price in the US dollars. <laughs> Who does business in this country? <laughs> Ah, I laugh because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Sandra Tevele broke the internet. Um, Yeah, just trying to get some sanity. Sandra Tevele broke the internet uh, this week when she released some pictures of her. Like, good on you, girl. She's still looking fresh. I mean, you know, she's still looking like, wow, you know, like she could still be doing those kicks. I mean, if you look at her videos... From two years, she had, I think she released uh, some videos with Mzo 7 and stuff like that when she came back into the mix in terms of entertainment. But, oh, yeah, she's looking fresh. I mean, she's looking like, what what do, what do the people used to call it? A dish or whatever it is they used to call it. And, and it's like, wow, everybody's now sort of looking like, how is she still this hot? And somebody is, and you've got now artists, who are uh, Zim Dazo artists are not going to be left around <laughs> and bringing out songs. Some artists, I can't remember, he says San Paoli and Fake and things like that, and some of the lewd songs that are coming out. And you're forgetting that this is a woman who was performing uh, 17, 18 years ago, wowing all of us. And I was like, wow, you know, she, she's still keeping herself fit. And that stomach, so... Oh, pretty much flat i'm like yeah shout out to you good on you girl uh so getting back to some corona news uh corona news like that's the thing um there's a vaccine for the three of them that are showing a lot of promise which means we could actually get a, a vaccine by um pretty much early next year some people are hopeful this still this year but we're probably looking at early next year and one of the reasons I think this is happening is that it's affecting the whole financial systems across the world. Now, if HIV had affected the financial systems across the world like this, a vaccine would have been found super fast. But because very powerful people are losing a lot of money, it's it resulted in a, a loss of, of expenditure. Also, some sad news. Uh, Tanzania's, uh, what do you call it, third president, Benjamin Mkapa, passed away. So, yeah, sad for him. He was 81. He was in hospital. No news has yet been given what uh, caused his death. And finally, do you know that having ice cream could decide your person uh, when you fall in love? So people who have strawberry ice cream um, fall in love at the age of 24. People who have vanilla ice cream uh, fall in love at the age of 25. People who love um, uh, chocolate ice cream at 26. Now, in retrospect, after they did that test, you wonder what the point is. The difference is one year. In retrospect, of course, if you're 19, you think 24, 25, and 26 are significant ages, but in reality, come on, man. Come on. What's the point?
Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. So hi guys, you know, I, I, I do tend to be critical of government policy around a lot of things. Um, but that's, that, because uh, the government is something, is an institution we franchised our individual rights to. And when I say individual rights, I mean like, this is a system that is account, accountable to us. So since we franchised them and said, yeah, you know what, take care of a collective is uh, the collective system of this country so that we can live together and make sure that everybody's taken care of and everybody's all right. We have to hold them accountable. But that doesn't mean that I don't take COVID-19 seriously. And what I want to encourage you is to take it very seriously. Dodge the Rona. COVID-19 is in the country, effective. And there are a lot of local uh, transmissions. 28 people had died by the 23rd of July. That's a lot of twin people, our own human beings in Zimbabwe who have caught, caught, the, caught the Rona and sadly passed away, some of whom I know personally, and a lot of whom I, I don't know. They're mothers, daughters, uh, sisters, uh, brothers, fathers, friends, all gone. And there are many who are suffering right now, who are unwell, who are uncertain about the world that we're living in and the world uh, and the future of the world that we're going into. So take all the precautions seriously, the precautions that are in the World Health Organization. If, if you feel a, a little unwell in Zimbabwe, call 2019. That's the hotline. There's another hotline, 2023. Just call them. Save your life. Save somebody's life. Don't cough on people. Don't cough at people. Wear a face mask. Do all the things to keep us safe. We need to dodge the Rona. This is a season, but it's a difficult season. It's not a season like any other. So please do everything you can to dodge the Rona. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. So seven years ago today, um, that'll be around 4 p.m. on the 24th of July, I got the phone call from uh, Tsungi, who was a former manager. Uh, at the time, she was being managed by Cosmos, I think, but they'd been, but they still kept a cold, close relationship. That Chionisa had passed away. Now I'd known she had been unwell, uh, she'd been in hospital, but you kind of feel like people get sick and they get better, and that's sort of the kind of thing that happens a lot. And it was kind of like one of those situations. You just kind of like, of course, Chionisa wouldn't die, and she's she. She'd been such a constant in my life. I think like ten years before that, and. I remember meeting her the first time, and uh, it was at Book Cafe, and uh, it was uh, it was a Monday evening. I used to hang out with these two old geezers, and what what happened was she. I, I remember at the time there was a talk about I think it was just Love Actually or one of those TV sh- movies that came out, and I think one of the characters said that. Uh, something that was important was David Beckham's uh, national treasure. Now it was 
it was was it love yeah it was love of love actually this is the one where you grant access the prime minister and it talks about the when it stands up to the american president and it says that the David Beckham's left foot is a treasure for the country, whatever it is. And I remember that was the time that I met her. And I was like, she also is our national treasure. Uh, she's just much like David Beckham's left foot is for England at the time. For those who were not born at that time or born and you're like three at the time. I know some people listening to this podcast are strange, listening to an old geezer talk about the past. And so we met, we hung out and we became firm friends from then and would share wine a lot. Um, it was a thing. And we, we shared a birth. We, our birthdays were two days apart. She was about five years older than me, but we're two days apart. And we celebrated our birthday on the 4th. So mine was on the 3rd. Hers was on the 5th of March. And mine was on the 4th. And we always alternate around buying each other a present. And she got me a book at the time. I called, Do I remember the name of the book? And I know what happened to the book is that I got the book and when I was carrying it home, somebody took it. And uh, yeah, this, the story of that book was a story that we talk about a lot of the time. So anyway, um, one of the key things I think a lot of people just don't realize a lot about Joan is just how bubbly she was and how she believed in other people's successes. So a lot of stories um, will tell you that how many times she spoke highly of Jar Prazer, for example, she said, this kid is going to be something great in the future. Um, whenever she was around other artists, she never kind of felt like, you oh, know, she was the diva. She, what she loved is just being on stage. And if you go and check out, if you have a chance to, go and check out the videos of her on performing on stages across the world. You can see that she just felt at home on stage. All she wanted to do was perform. Uh, but that doesn't mean she didn't stand up and talk about injustices and cruelty and things like that. She stood up for what she believed in, whether you agreed with her or not. She stood up for it. I remember there was a time she was on tour and she talked about, um, at that time, it was something that was like, whoa. I, I remember it came out, it was around August, around the book fair, when I did some work with the book fair. And she talked about the rights, uh, 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 marijuana rights in Zimbabwe, weed rights and so forth in Zimbabwe. And it was a subject she just didn't broach under the government of Robert Mugabe. But she talked about that. And they also talked, she, she was a person who believed in, in, in the goodness of the world and, and fighting for what was right. But that's what the world saw about her. What a lot of those who were friends with her, and they, they, I don't have permission to name the places we partied and so forth, and you know the parties we would have after shows and stuff like that, and days of our shows with um, intimate friends and stuff like that at a, at a certain friend's house. What they'll tell you off is just a little girl who really just wanted to be human, really. And that's the thing that I, I, I think I'll remember a lot about, about her. It's a, it's a person who loved life and loved the people that were loyal to her. Uh, those who interacted with her know her f favorite statement was, Maziruda, which essentially meant lots of love. And I think a lot of friends, when we talk about her in groups, we always say, yeah, Maziruda. And she invited all sorts of people into her lives. It, no one was beneath her. So she wasn't sort of walking around and saying, hey, you know. And, you, you know, she, she'd pitch up at the book cafe in her jeans on a random Wednesday afternoon just to have a chat and a glass of wine 
as much as you come on a regal uh, dressing on a Tuesday, yes, you take on a challenging Tuesday night to perform. And well, well, that's, that's the sort of person that a lot of people, I think, will remember. Someone who was very personable, somebody who was very loving, somebody who was a lot of things that the world needs today. Genuine, fierce, and at the same time, just plain old human. I think a lot of people who get into stardom, get into the whole life of being a, a, a superstar in the music and stuff like that, get caught up in the likes, get caught up in, in how cool they are. But this is somebody who, beyond doubt, is incredibly talented. This is a woman who gave us Nimam Sasa and Look to the Spirit and Iwainis and my Baba and and such amazing moments in music, musical history. Her, her final album, Rebel Woman, as its title was very defiant. It talked about, um, you know, Nikaine Matsuotsi and all sorts of things. So it talked about corruption, even when it was not as fashionable to do it. It was scary to do it uh, for many um, individual artists under the presidency of Robert Mugabe. But she spoke about it. Um, but at the same time, she didn't speak of it from a position of screw, the, screw you and all that other stuff. She spoke about it from a position of love on how we could make the world better and how we could, we could all hold hands and say, you know, this is how we want the future to be and actually work towards it and uh, contribute in whatever way we could do towards it. And... That's she wasn't a different person in private as she was in, in public. Yes, there were there were things about herself that so she kept for her friends, <laughs> great moments she did. But I mean the the whole locus of her, her personality, being personable, being kind, being genuine, being correct, and most most of all, being loving is what the world needs today. And one of my friends, Archie, thank you very much for contributing to the show. Uh, it tells a story of her performance in Bulawayo. It says a lot about her in as far as this is concerned. And let, let me let him uh, speak this, and I'll come back on the other side with the love section. Yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Clive Chikubi, and you're listening to the Query Cast. Shop, shop. Query back. So, I remember the one and only time that I had the honor of meeting and working with Chi Woniso. We hired her and her band for a performance uh, in Malawayo. Uh, they were meant to travel down for interviews and press junkets and public walkabouts and then perform in the evening. And one of the things we'd done was she'd asked for a percussionist and we'd recommended Louis Love, one of the best percussionists to come out of Blaio. And because um, there was a real chance that they might not see each other before they go on stage, um, we got Louis a CD um, of her music to listen to, to get a feel of her music and also what the song's arrangement was like. Um, Due to logistical issues, Chioniso and her band only made it to rely on the day of the performance, um, late in the evening. 
literally, as soon as they arrived, they had to go on stage and perform. And still managed to get her and Lewis and her band on stage. And um, I remember that day. It was it was an amazing sight to see. Um, I'd always had her music on on CD, and I'd never seen her perform live. But she went on stage. Um, she hadn't done sound check, so sound engineer. I remember. I think it was Stanley, one of our local engineers, um, had to do her balance while she was performing. So on the first track, uh, she was singing and issuing instructions while she was playing the mirror, like "Mkoma with a bass or instructions like that. By the first song, her sound, her sound was balanced. Everything was good to go. And she played with Lewis. That was the first time that they played together. But it was like they've been playing together for a long time. And I remember she was gracious enough that when she actually gave Lewis an opportunity to, to play a solo, and obviously Lewis did not disappoint, and that was one of the best performances I've ever seen. And it was on point. That was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, a talent and a very nice human being all around. But yeah. That was that was my experience and my the level of my interaction with uh, Chuaniso. What's up? This is Pascal and Pierce, and you guys are listening to the Query Cast. And you're probably on crack right now, son. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. That is the third segment of the Query Cast, and of course, that's always about uh, love, 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 love. So, uh, you know, uh, so. Your search for a romantic partner could be making you feel lonely, actually. And that's because, uh, as human beings, the most fulfilling aspects of our selves is the non-romantic connections, uh, which provide the all-important connection from all the ills associated with isolation and alienation and just feeling, you know, like, oh, life sucks. That's according to Dr. Bella DePaul in her book, uh, Alone. And she even goes on to the extent of saying that one of the things that often is a pitfall for many people in relationships is that when people get married, they often have less contact with their families when they, rather than when they remain single. Because singles tend to be more engaged with neighbors and friends than married people are. And all of these connections, as she tells us, are extremely important weapons in the battle against loneliness. Now, what... Being what the world has taught us is to say that unless you are partnered, unless you're in a romantic relationship, then you're a failure in life. Uh, then, of course, then that's debate over whether being married is an accomplishment. Maybe we'll do that for the next episode. Um, it's what I think of that. I've got a wide range of thoughts on that. I'm not even going to get onto that because that feels like a distraction right now. But what I'll tell you is your search for a romantic partner as the solution to your feeling lonely in certain periods is making you relegate a lot of your friends and family and you start thinking that those connections are not important anymore and when you start thinking those are not not important anymore you start actually feeling lonely because you start saying hey you know what this is not sufficient for me to feel fulfilled in my life 
This is not what life is about. I want to have a wife. I want to have children. I want to have a husband. Oh, just an entanglement. <laughs> Who knows? And, and you know, the, the, the concept of thinking that marriage is the be-all and end-all is also seen in how people look pseudo-happy in photos and social media. And that kind of creates envy. I've seen it on my Twitter timeline where people, oh, gosh, the way I'm looking at this is picture of this person looking enviously. This is like a baby looking enviously. And there's a couple on TL and they're looking so beautiful and intimate. But note that that picture doesn't tell you about all the drama and all the sacrifice that goes into that relationship and all the feelings of loneliness, the, the conflict and all the other stuff that happens in that relationship. So... As well, the way uh, media, music, literature, and so forth has cast the, cast the idea of relationships over the last, uh, and marriage and things of that nature over the last 100, 200 years, certainly since around Shakespeare and things of that nature, the Queen Elizabeth III, the first shout out to her for that period. Um, but certainly since around that period is that there must be an emotional feeling of love for a relationship to feel valid. And you kind of feel like, eh, actually, there sh doesn't really have to be. And the, 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 the emotional feeling of love always being there is one of the things that you say, I feel that flat. I, I miss that flutter. I, f I miss those butterflies. And you, stop, you start thinking all the other emotions that you have regularly with your friends and family start feeling less valid and you start relegating those and start thinking, well, then yeah, anybody can have those. I'm sure the family, the people who are in relationships tend to have those. But I mean, if you look at it with your friends and family, especially this happens a lot in women, they get rid of your friends a lot. They just kind of like, when they get into a relationship that they feel is serious, they suddenly become unavailable to their friends. Not to say everyone, you might be that one friend who doesn't do that and you keep your girlfriends and so forth close but a lot of them don't and they start you know always start saying oh you know we can't talk at this time but probably that's the only time you and your friend ever talked so therefore that friend has to go because you because you now have a boyfriend you've been dating for 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 like four days you say oh, i can't really talk to people after 7 p.m and i'm like but he doesn't live with you you're not even married and you're like five so <laughs> And why do you have a phone when you're five? Really? Why do you even have a boyfriend when you're five? But you get the point. So you start telling people that, no, I can't be this person. And you're really gerrymandering your pers personality. But that's a completely different topic. What I want to do now is I've given the problem. And how do you fix it? First of all, get off social media and go out. Or meet people in the physical world. Of course, because the COVID-19 world, that's getting a little bit more difficult. But that could be like going to the shops. I know a lot of people started interacting a lot, a lot of the shops because there's no bar. There were the bars and restaurants were closed, so you could get sleigh queens there. And people are really dressing up to go to the shops, did serious to be seen. Before people just go in their slacks, and you'd be like, "Yeah." So ignore the pseudo intimacy that you see on social media, um, and and also destroy the pseudo intimacy of electronic connection, connections. So sometimes you feel like you're close to somebody because you talk to them every day on social media. No, talk to your neighbors. Uh, you know, get out of the house. Make at least one new contact a day. Say hi to a stranger walking down the street. Yeah, you're wearing a mask. They won't remember you, so chill. Number two, call a friend. 
and this is a voice-to-voice -voice connection, okay? More like, but, but to break a loneliness cycle, in, you know, sometimes you, you, you could find a situation where you email, text, or instant message your friend uh, for a whole month, and you haven't talked to each other. Never have a voice note. Make the call. Interact. Feel the emotion. Feel the reaction as it happens. Call a family member even. Ask them how they're doing, what they're doing, what's happening in their life. I know a lot of family members get boring from time to time. Talk to them as if you're talk, talking to a friend, not, not a parent, an older, older, younger sibling, you know. So just talk to them, you know. Break out the old patterns, learn some new things. And then if you can, make plans with these people. Make plans with your friends. Restaurants are opening until 3 p.m. If you're in the same neighborhood, can grab a cup of coffee or tea or take a walk. Maintain, maintain social distancing, of course. Uh, also, try to do things you really enjoy on your own as well. You know, like something that you know you enjoy, that you hope nobody's going to come and change and take it away from you. So it deals with the feelings of alienation and self-doubt and shame. Because what you do is, when you keep doing things, uh, you know, that you actually like, you you less likely to feel the emotions of abandonment because those are the things that you enjoy doing. And a lot of people in relationships stop doing things that they like. So keep cultivating that aspect of yourself while you're single. Go for a long, quiet walk. You can still do those, yeah. Uh, watch a movie, listen to a podcast, write in your journal. You know, uh, another thing uh, um, you can do is do something for someone else. Right now, there's a lot of kids, um, homes that are not. I know it's difficult to get across the CBD and so forth, but where you can, find a way to assist people. There's a lot of organizations that are looking for assistance. Just go onto Twitter. There's always a call out for somebody who needs some sort of assistance, um, maybe just carrying something from one place to another. Maybe in your area, you might have somebody who just needs some, something ferried from one place to the other. And COVID-19 times like this, we all know some family that could be struggling or an old woman or an old man is living on his own that could be struggling. Maybe scroll, go in and just sit with them and have a chat, scrub their house or whatever. There's a lot of pensioners feeling lonely at the moment. Yeah. And finally, none of this means you have to give up the search for a long-time partner, by the way. So it doesn't mean that you shouldn't want to have a partner. What you've got to realize is that when you come across as happy and fulfilled and edified and so forth on your own, that makes you attractive for a potential partner. So when you do all of these other things and you're busy, everybody starts looking at you and they say, oh, I want to be with that person. They don't. They don't look like they're missing anything in their life. And I would. Nobody wants to be with somebody who's like a wet sock, and not even the nice kind. Not even the lamb chop plays a play along sock that can sing the song that doesn't end. No, they want to be somebody with somebody who is confident, somebody who is happy that has a lot of these things around them that make them happy. And and trust me, you need to keep a lot of those people around you because they build that part of your personality that is never going to feel lonely, that's always going to be wanting to have the positive conversations, not going to be sharing too many of frustrations because they've got no time to be frustrated because all their time is always occupied by things that matter. 
And that's it for this week's episode of the Querycast. Um, uh, just to remind you, iono.fm is where you can find us. Apple to, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Google Podcasts. Also hosted, hosted on so many platforms. Just look for the Criticast and you find a whole host of places. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And also this podcast is, of course, brought to you by Three Men on a Boat. Uh, that's our publishing company. Uh, check out Three Mob TV, a new product that is out on YouTube. Just look for Three Mob TV or Three Mob.com and look for Three Mob TV's channel that is coming up. Um, the, one of the first episodes we've done is how we sort of did a cool version of <laughs> of uh, i'll play a bit of it at the end you can watch go and watch the video a cool version of lock, of the lockdown restrictions and things of that nature and email address larry at three dash mob.com on twitter at kwiriray k-w-i-r-i-r-a-y-i instagram larry kwiriray so that's my full name and uh also on facebook just look for larry kwiriray and linkedin uh, also the socials that I'm on and other than that take care of yourself and the people that you love and uh, uh, as I say from where I come from my name is Larry take care of yourself so Zimbabwe's dude in charge Emerson Nangagwa has a bunch of new lockdown restrictions and if you're like your cousin Getty who enjoys Facebook live more these are the new restrictions you need to know now, number one, there's a brand spanking new dusk till dawn curfew. And the vampires will be played by the cops and the army. So stay inside. Between-